0: We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. $250 cash and $250 gift card to the winner. Enter exclusively today on the SGPN app.
1: DeGenerino, and welcome to another episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 243. And boy, what a struggle it's been to get this episode into your ear holes. I'm assuming you're if you're hearing this now, it means we we succeeded. But let me tell you, it's been fun. It has been fun. I am one of your hosts here, at Jeff Chalks Fox. Uh, we're going to dedicate this episode to one of our new fans, perhaps. He did listen to the last episode because he made fun of how I, I uh, mispronounced the word. It would be Sharky. Um, who swims around in our sports gummy slash discord channel, um, likes to change his name a lot. Um, I think he's narwhal now, but anyhow, he's always an aquatic animal, usually swimming around in the NHL channel. Make sure you get in the SGPN, uh, discord. It's a lot to find, but we're not going to talk about any more of that. We're going to tell We're going to hopefully speak to each other. Are you still there? I'm, still,
0: I'm still here. I think. Okay, okay good.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing the intro then. Um, yeah, we're having a, we're having lots of fun with technology today and not being able to hear each other. But like I said, if you're hearing this now, then that means we succeeded. So uh, we're here to give you the seven fight breakdown, uh, the seven fight prelim breakdown UFC fight night. Lewis versus Spivak, which is going down this Saturday from the UFC Apex. Tomorrow, we will be back in your ears uh, with the main card, five card, main card, pretty solid fight card, especially if you're fight nerds like we we are and if you're de gens that like to gamble on it which i'm sure whoever listening is so let's bring in the co-host once again we'll officially introduce him now um he's he was called a legend by someone on this fight card uh, it's one and only <laughs> gumby reeland daniel Art- reeland gumby god whatever your name is hi
0: are, are you are you pleased to still be hearing my voice is that like the I best am. part of the show today yeah it is
1: oh boy it's so great to hear your voice it's only in and- one ear but i i will survive and I'm my also, right ear is gonna be free.
0: I'm also recording. I'm also recording live from a Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts. Yes. So uh, yeah, you guys are getting the uh, the full dedication experience.
1: Yes, we are here. Like, uh, actually, I don't know if I don't think I said this on one of the ones that we recorded, but we were efforting, as they say in the business world, to get this into your ears. An expression I hate, but
0: that's I'm a real expression. Biz-
1: yeah effortine you haven't heard that before
0: no i don't work in the business world that's so true I, I got no
1: clue what you're and neither about. do i anymore I, maybe maybe my wife told me that my wife i'm not sure perhaps um <laughs> we bo- should probably Borat just. Get, reference
0: we, just thrown it in.
1: was a Borat <laughs> reference how that's how up-to-date i am we should probably just ram this down people in people's ear holes as fast as we can before uh another gang fight breaks out or or we have more te- technological problems
0: yeah yeah we should we should probably get into it
1: good fight card though yeah, it's a great um,
0: fight card. Yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of like sleeper guys on there too that I think uh, that I, I'm excited to see what they look like the second time around.
1: And I, it was, I listened, okay, I have to admit, I do listen to another MMA podcast called the Top Turtle MMA podcast because the one host sounds like he's super hot. Uh, so I like to listen to it. I bet he's got dreamy eyes, but anyhow, uh, he's, uh, he gave me some things to think about. And so some of my picks have changed. Well, I, I didn't really make official picks yet. I hadn't written the article yet on sportsgamblingpodcast.com, podcast.com, but he gave me some things to think about. So, uh, I wonder if you'll have the same opinion as he does.
0: I, I, I have a feeling. I think that that guy's pretty smart.
1: I, I, that's what I hear. I hear he's very persuasive too. I was, uh, the, the boys in the chat tell me he's very persuasive. So whatever that means, we'll, uh, we'll just leave, leave that line there. So, um, UFC Fight Night, as I said, Lewis versus Spivak, a.k.a. UFC Vegas 65, you'll see it called. Uh, in other places, uh, this Saturday, UFC Apex in Enterprise, Nevada, uh, not Las Vegas. The prelims are going down at 1 p.m. Eastern, so we got another early one, 1 p.m. Eastern, ESPN+. Plus. Main card, 4 p.m. Eastern, ESPN+. Plus. And we're kicking things off with a women's flyweight belt Natalia Silva versus Teresa Bleda. Uh, I will tell you about Bleda first. Nickname is Rhonda. What a catchy nickname, eh?
0: Yeah, I do think it's inspired by Ronda Rousey, too. It if I'm not like her. It's not like hers.
1: It's yeah. her spelling of Rhonda, yeah. Uh, and she is a grappler. So uh, Bleda, 6 0, two knockouts, two submissions. This will be her debut in the big UFC show. She's one low on the contender series, was a regional champion. She's five inches taller than Silva, six inches of reach on her, four years younger. Uh, Her striking uh, differential, meaning number of strikes she put out versus number of strikes she got put on her uh, in her contender series fight, uh, was in the positive, plus 2.73. So she thoroughly outstruck her opponent because basically she took her down and ground out a win. Uh, Plus 150 is the number on her on the board in terms of gambling. Silva, 13-5-1, three knockouts, seven submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted twice. One and in the UFC. That's part of a seven-fight winning streak. She's not lost in almost five years now. December 2017 was her last loss. She was a jungle fight champion before. She used to fight down at straw Strawweight. Um, based off of their one fight each, she's almost two times more active landing strikes than Bleda. 1.9 to be exact. She outstruck her first UFC opponent by 4.33 strikes per minute. That was Jasmine Jasudavishius. Uh, grappling stats are in her favor as well, but we're talking about a small sample size for the two ladies. Minus 180. And I'm a gentleman, so I will let Mr. Vreeland go first.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Natalia Silva here. I, uh, you know, originally the size was about to scare me away. And then I remembered she was quite a bit smaller than Jasmine Jesuit Avicius, too. Yep. And I, I remember me and you being high on Jesuit Avicius going into that fight, yes. right? Like, I, I'm pretty sure yep. we both had her in our recommended plays even that week. Um, And she got absolutely slaughtered by Natalia Silva. And not just... Slaughtered in the striking range Uh Which she was badly slaughtered And Talia Silva very sharp with the feet um, But also like she just got Every single one of her takedown stuff She looked like she had never defended a, Or you know never scored a takedown before in her life And we know that not to be true about Jesuit Avicius When you compare that with Blada, Blada is you know again another big woman uh, And one who relied on that physicality On Contender Series So much so that she's one of the three or four people Who won on Contender Series who didn't get contracts. Now, she wound up getting a contract anyway after the fact, but like Dana White was not impressed because she just grappled her way. So if she can't grapple Natalia Silva, I, I think Silva is going to cruise pretty easily here.
1: Yeah, I've, uh, like I said, tough pick, but I am actually going with the underdog. This things are strange. Oh, look at yeah, that. Maybe it hasn't been going so well for me though. I I can't hit a dog for a, if my life depended on it, which you shouldn't hit dogs. So that's a good thing. But anyhow, I'm taking Blade at plus one hundred and fifty. Um, the size obviously is a huge thing. Uh, I'm big on the huge size, um, and she's shown that she can really grapple, and she's extremely tough on the mat. So I think this is going to break down to a, hopefully a grappler versus grappler matchup, in which case I think she can win it. Um, plus, the the resumes are also. Um, uh, I'm big on Blade's resume compared to Silva. Silva has fought well. She fought Mahina guys years ago, but but she did lose to her. But Recently, she hasn't fought anyone too great other than Josu Divichia well. Blade has fought some pretty tough competition over her career. So anyhow, I'm going for the dog and we shall see how it plays out. Okay, uh, we'll move on to the male side of things. Bannon Waits, Brady Highstand, who was on that Top Turtle MMA podcast I just told you about, uh, interviewed by the Guy, versus Fernie Garcia. Uh, I tell you about Mr. Garcia first. Ten and 10-2, one knockout, three submissions. He's 0-1 in the UFC one low on the contender series used to fight at featherweight swap weight class over his two fights so the ufc fight and the contender series fight he was was outstruck by 1.34 strikes per minute he's at plus 130 high stand whose nickname is bam bam who that hot guy okay fine the hot guy is daniel gumby really. Uh, <laughs> he found out the uh the origin of the nickname bam bam it's it's from the cartoon as most of you uh, would probably guess he's what the third the third bam bam in the ufc
0: at least three different ones, at right? Because yeah, yep. and Barbarana are in there,
1: too. Yep. yep. So hopefully he can make a name for himself uh, as big as those other two bam-bams. Uh, he is 5-2, and two, he being high stand. Is it he stand or high stand?
0: It's he stand.
1: He stand. He's 5-2, and two, two knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. O-1 in the UFC. He's not fought since August of 2021. I know why, thanks to that podcast. He got his ACL fixed finally. That was destroyed for years, right? That's correct. Yes, he was. He's been. Fight, he was fighting on a torn ACL for what, at least a couple years. Yeah, she, he Ultimate said. Fighter?
0: He said from before the Ultimate Fighter, so yeah. he felt something in his knee, thought it was bad, uh, but was in the process of already signing up to try out for the Ultimate Fighter. Got picked and was like, "I'm just gonna do it," uh, and made it to the finals, which is incredible.
1: Yep. All right, um, what else do I have to tell you? But yes, he did make the finals to so tough. He went 2-0, and and then he lost to someone coming up in a couple fights. Um, we'll t- tell you about that person in a moment. Uh, used to fight at up two weight classes, lightweight and up one weight class, featherweight. He got the inch of height, four inches of reach, seven years younger than Garcia. He's one and a half times more active landing strikes. However, he has been outstruck over his, well, his one <laughs> UFC fight. Uh, Ricky Tercios is the fighter in question. Outstruck him by 2.27 strikes per minute in their fight in the tough final grappling stats are better than garcia minus 155 now i'm going going back to my chalky ways i will be taking he high stand he stand high stand he stand you said like not she stand he stand um bigger younger you know i'm big on picking bigger and younger fighters and he's definitely that and he's the superior grappler so give me he stand please oh yeah he has he has he has a good acl now too so
0: Well, look at this situation where uh, you're taking the bigger grappler, and I'm going to take the faster, sharper striker. um, Really? You're taking Garcia? I'm going to go with Fernie Garcia here for for a lot of different reasons, too. First of all, I I think his grappling is wildly underrated already. Um, If you go back to a lot of his regional-level fights, he actually won like three or four in a row by rear naked choke. Uh, he, He is a really adept grappler. We have not seen that from him yet because he's chosen to kind of just like let his hands go on both contender series and his UFC debut. In his UFC debut, he he kind of got outmatched in that way, which was weird by Journey Newson. But I, I kind of am writing that off as like ring rust and just not being himself. Um, because he knocked out Joshua Weems before that, who has also since then made it to the UFC. Um, and not only has he made it to the UFC since then, he had a couple of really nice wins in between fighting Garcia and making it to the UFC, including tapping out Mo Miller, who I know we've talked about n- multiple times on this podcast. So I personally think he's probably got a massive striking advantage. And I think he's got enough grappling defense that he's going to force Brady to strike with him And and from what we've seen of Brady on the show and losing to Ricky Tercios he he's not going to have the striking advantage over very many bantamweights in the ufc yet so like if he can't get that wrestling going i think fernie garcia is going to roll
1: oh really all right i have a new favorite website everyone should check out that i'm using for research just actually google the guy's name it'll probably be the easiest way to find it nate latshaw l-a-t-s-h-a-w have you heard of that guy Nate? uh mr vreeland I have not. No. And yeah, he has um, really good statistical comparisons of fighters. Um, basically, top of the top of the uh, website, hit tell tell the tape, and there's drop down menus. You can uh, he's got all the upcoming fights loaded in there, and you can basically compare everything that uh, fighters have done in their careers against. Um, you can compare it against who they're going up against. Uh, you were saying about Fernie Garcia. 95% of his time he has spent striking at distance so far. Um uh, so he's he's not has not been grappling as you said. 5% of his time he he's been uh, he's been spending grappling. So you're expecting that to kind of get flipped on the head here? You think he's going to grapple a bit?
0: Well, I think some of those those details come from his time in the UFC and on contender series which is just yeah. not you know like, yeah, that, it that's all include, it is it's true yeah it doesn't include things like you know he, he fought for XFO i believe it was and he fought for a, a couple of other like decent local promotions and i think like if you count those and you go back and look at those fights he used to be the type of fighter who leaned on his wrestling not to mention you definitely don't see anybody come out of that gym uh without like some real wrestling abilities right like yep. with the exception of uh, uriah hall everybody out of fortis mma ever has always been able to stuff a takedown so yeah i i give some stock to that as well
1: yep uh never a bad thing to to uh, put your chips in all in on fortis mma so all right we're we're differing once again two fights in a row we are differing one thing we're not differing on is our love of win bet ready to win money and booster odds win bet is now live in arizona colorado Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. The list seems to be getting longer and longer every time we do this ad. They are expanding those win bet people. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time during WinBet win hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you that com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough in is available. If you are somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we should move on. Will we differ here? I have a feeling we won't. because I, I, I did hear Gumby talk on the Top Turtle podcast about this fight. Women's Strawweight Vanessa Demopolis versus Maria Oliveira um like i said this is a strawweight fight and we're going to tell you about demopolis first lil monster vanessa Demopolopolopolis, snuffle sadly she was not on top turtle this week um she's maybe you can get her after she wins this fight
0: yeah maybe i, I know you love you love <laughs> vanessa demopolis
1: you do too she's a, she's a fun interview <laughs> she is a she's a
0: feisty interview if nothing she's else a yeah for interview. sure it's true
1: all right uh she's eight and four one knockout four submissions Two and one in the UFC. Uh, However, she's won two straight fights after dropping her debut. She was the LFA champ before this. She also used to fight at Flyweight. 0 and one on the Contender Series. She's been outstruck over her three UFC fights by actually four, including the Contender Series, by 1.01 strikes per minute, plus 100 even money on her. Oliveira, Spider Girl, Spider Girl, does whatever a Spider Girl can. Doesn't rhyme, so maybe she should get a new nickname. But anyhow, her nickname is Spider Girl. 13 and five, seven knockouts, one submission. But knocked out once, submitted twice. 1-1 one and one in the UFC. She did win her last fight uh, after dropping a debut. She also went 0-1 on the Contender Series. She was a regional champion. Four inches of height, 10 inches of reach, plus eight years younger than Demopolis. She's one and a half times more active landing strikes. She's been outstruck over her three fights. So we have stats for her by almost a strike a minute. So almost the same as Demopolis. Minus 0.97 to be exact. Minus 120 is the number on Oliveira. Go ahead.
0: I'm going to take Maria or uh, Vanessa Dimopoulos in this one. Um, I I originally had been leaning Maria Oliveira, but I I just have to say like in her debut, I I mean, like I saw a lot of holes in her game. And one of the bigger ones being that just like, I I think if this winds up that grappling match, she's screwed. Um, And if you look back at, at people who have beaten her, it's people who could beat her on the ground. Right. Like um, Tabitha Ricci took her down pretty much at will. If you want to go back to her time in Ryzen, she lost to Kana Asakara, who armbarred her and is like pretty sharp on the ground. Like people who can take her down beat her up pretty badly. And the problem is, is she's fighting Vanessa Dimopoulos and Vanessa Dimopoulos might not be the best wrestler in the world. In fact, she's not the best wrestler in the world. She's not very good at wrestling at all. But really one time on the ground here and i think she's gonna have a huge advantage on the mat so i'm leaning for demopolis here i i think as long as this hits the mat once, she should have a pretty good time here
1: this is a new jeff chalks that, that we're dealing with here dan i am taking demopolis as look well. at all these
0: dogs you got i know
1: i'm taking <laughs> an underdog who is older and smaller and a worse striker that is yeah all of that is against what I stood for it before, but I changed my ways. I'm a, but she but I'm a she did
0: man. take down Jin Fry, who has like pretty
1: good yep. takedown defense,
0: and that alone is like, okay, if she could take down Jin Fry and control her there, Jin Fry is much better than Maria Oliveira.
1: Yep, Oliveira, weak weak grappler, horrendous strength to schedule, if you look at her resume, especially compared to Demopolis, who's who's fought some really tough people. Yeah, Oliveira, not a very good resume, so yep, I'm going dog again. Look at me. And I figured Demopolis is had to fight off bigger opponents back in her um, back in her dancing days than Maria Oliveira, right? <laughs> hey. More than likely, there's there are some creepy guys that she had to fight off. So, all right, um, let's move on, shall we? To, bat- weights, men's again. We're just swapping women's with men, bat- men's bantamweights. The whole one, two, three, four, five. The first six fights of the night are is either a women's fight or a uh, men's bantamweight fight. Crazy. All right, this one is Kevin. Nati Vidad, Nati Vidad versus Ricky Tercios, Galaxy Brain. Um, all right, Natividad, Quicksand is the nickname, nine and three, five knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out three times, so he's been finished by knockout in all of his losses. 0-2 in the UFC, has not won a fight in over two years. July of 2020 was his last win. He's been out in the UFC by, UFC by 1.39 strikes per minute, plus 125 the number on him. Pretty Ricky Tercios. Eleven and three, three knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out one time. One and one in the UFC. He did lose his last fight after winning the tough championship over Brady He Stand. Brady He Stand. I got his last name right, first name wrong this time. Look at me go. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tercios is was two and zero oh, in an Ultima Fighter and the Champion. He's fight at featherweight. Was regional champ. All one in the Contender Series. So he won a Contender Series and then had to go to Tough after that. He's he lost in right.
0: Contender Series. Yeah, if I'm that's not what mistaken. I said. Yeah, he
1: went on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, he, he lost to he, he lost on the very first uh fight on contender series, I think, ever. Um, uh, oh, I think he was wow. the first ever fight on contender series.
1: Oh, who you lose to, do you remember?
0: Boston Salmon, Boston Salmon, yes.
1: I know the name. Um, is one and oh, in Bellator, three inches taller than Natividad, an inch of reach on him, striking stats in the favor, and he's twice more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.25 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are also better than Natividad, minus 145. I It's me again, yeah. I will be taking Pretty Ricky. Um, Natividad, once again, that, that site that I looked at, you can get awesome st- uh, stats at Natividad. Spends most of his time striking from distance, yet he gets outstruck nonstop from distance. So it's probably not the best um, path to victory for him, and it hasn't been in the UFC so far. So I think Pretty Ricky's going to outstrike him. Definitely will be the better grappler than him. Um, and we'll get himself back in the wing column. So give me pretty Ricky. I kind of like the minus minus one forty five number, unless Gumby says something totally against what I just said. And then maybe I'll feel a little self-conscious about it.
0: I'm going to tell you to feel self-conscious about it. Ooh. Um, cause I'm actually going to go dog for a third time in the first wow. four fights. I- We're I'm so gonna...
1: not on the same page.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take Kevin to Tivy dot here. And here's why. Um, I, I think a lot of people are writing off Kevin to Tivy because he lost his first two fights. Let's, let's first of all, back it up a little bit on who he lost to. First of all, he lost the first one to miles Johns who we're about to talk about. I we think he's incredibly underrated. He's, he's very good. He lost the second one to bot girl Dana was in the yep. midst of the time on a pretty long win streak, right? He had beat Guido Canetti, beat Kevin he beat Brandon Davis. And if you want to peel it back before then one loss and then like another four or five wins. So he was like eight and one over that stretch. And since then it's lost to Chris Gutierrez and Kyung Ho Kang. So like, you know, maybe not as strong as a loss as it looked like at the time but a couple of dudes with massive power in their hands. Miles Johnson, Vakar Dana both have big power. And as you mentioned, if you want to go back to his first loss too, which was in LFA, he got knocked out in nine seconds. So his only losses have come with people with big, powerful strikes on the feet because he's impossible to take down. He's really, really, really difficult to take down. If you look at his fight with Miles Johns, I think he stuffed all seven of Miles Johns' takedowns. And and that first of all, that's incredible. Like, it, it's worth noting anybody who could stuff that many takedowns from Miles John clearly had some good wrestling defense. And I think people vastly overestimate Ricky Tercios's offensive grappling based on how good it looked on the ultimate fighter. Because at the end of the day, if you want to peel it back to the fights that weren't on the ultimate fighter or weren't against the guy on the ultimate fighter, you know, Brady, Heastan, he was on the ultimate fighter. His grappling has looked terrible. He went 0-2 against Diamond Zahabi. He went 0-7 against Boston Salmon on the uh, Contender Series. And, and really, he didn't do that well wrestling with Brady Heastan either. He only went 2-4 in those, and he gave up six takedowns. So this guy who we've talked about being this great grappler, has mostly just looked good grappling guys on the Ultimate Fighter. So I think here he's going to have to strike with Natividad. Dodd. He's not a one-punch knockout kind of guy. And Natividad Dodd is. And while the stats clearly favor uh, Ricky Tercios in terms of offensive output on the striking, both of them are absorbing like five strikes a minute. So I think what happens here is either Ricky Tercios puts in the worst game plan ever, like he did last time, or they slug it out. And if they slug it out, I'm going to take the slugger into Tivy Dodd.
1: Great. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks a lot.
0: (laughs) Did I talk you off of a recommended play at least? (laughs) Perhaps, (laughs) perhaps.
1: I have to tomorrow to figure that out, right? Wink, wink. All right. Um, We are... Really differing with one another. But once again, another... I'll use the same transition as last time. One thing we aren't differing on is how amazing our World Cup contest is. We're brought to you by the SGPN World Cup free roll. It's World Cup time. Again, $250 cash and $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Be sure to check out all the World Cup content on sportsgamingpodcast.com. If that's not enough, get in our merch store. Get some uh MMA gambling podcast gear. That's our favorite stuff in there and the Gumby God gear specifically. You can get all your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life, for anyone in your life. They you don't have to be a degen. Plus, for now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use promo code Dallas Sucks. Gumby asked for that promo code to be used for some reason. So that's what it is. So at SportsGamblingPodcast.com, promo code D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S. All right. Um, what should we move on to now? How about another guy that we just talked about? Um, This is a very incestuous fight card. Everyone has already been with each other here. This is Miles Johns we <laughs> just spoke about. Banniewitz once again, like I said, Banniewitz, Vince Morales versus Miles Johns. Um, We will tell you about Vendetta Morales first. Eleven to six, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice, three and four in the UFC. He's gone. Two and one over his last three. And two and three over his last five. He did lose his last fight. He's fought at featherweight. Two and all in Bellator. All and one in the contender series. We have a lot of contender series losers on this early portion of the card. Was a regional champ. Four inches of reach on Johns. More active landing strikes. He's barely been outstruck in the UFC. It's minus It's 0.09 strikes per minute. So pretty much a wash there. Plus 120 the number on him. Chapo. Johns. 12 and 2. Four knockouts. Two submissions knocked at once, submitted it once. So he's been finishing all of his losses. He's taking this a short notice, a couple weeks short notice. Thank you for Gumby for pointing that out to me. Um, three and two in the UFC. He's gone two and one over his last three. He did lose his last fight via submission. 1-0 in the Contender Series. He was the LFA champ. He's fight at featherweight, four years younger than Morales. Striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by almost a strike a minute, uh, plus 0.95 to be exact. Grappling stats in his favor as well, minus 140 and it's you.
0: Yeah, so as I talked about before, I like Miles' John's grappling, but even more than I like his grappling, I love the fact that he's got power in his hands, and really, I I think those are two massive advantages he has over Vince Morales here. Vince Morales is only defending about 43% of his takedowns in the UFC, and and some of them are not even to particularly good wrestlers. Like he, He gave up three to Draco Rodriguez, who I don't personally think very much of his wrestling abilities. If you want to go back to his time on Contender Series, he got taken down and submitted by Domingo Pilarte. So like, yeah, I, I'm not really here believing Vince Morales as like a guy who can defend takedowns. And even if I did, I think he's got to stand and bang with, uh, miles Johns. And like, apart from maybe outpointing him, I think he's screwed because miles Johns throws so hard. He's going to have a big advantage there. I think he's even better defensively striking. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm on side miles Johns all day here.
1: We are both on the same side here. Uh, finally. finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Miles Johns, you would think he would have more knockouts. He only has four knockouts and 12 wins because he really does hit hard, uh, especially but, for a bantamweight. weight.
0: But he's really he's really started to rely on his hands more. I, I think yeah. the reason that's true is if you like go back to his early fights, he, he really relied on just like laying on you and like, yeah. you know, like wearing you out. Because if you look at his fight on Contender Series. He fought Richie Santiago, who's a Northeast guy who I don't particularly think much about. He probably could have thought uh, stood and banged with Richie for 15 minutes and probably knocked him out somewhere in there. But instead, he took him down three times. He basically wrote out every single round there. He probably had 12 minutes of top control time. So, like, I, I think only recently has he changed to being like, let me knock out Kevin to Let me knock out Anderson Dos Santos.
1: Yep, nobody wants a guy lying on top of them for 15 minutes, even if they have dreamy eyes, right? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, hey. I'll take Miles Johns. Um, more else, again, he's one of those guys who strikes from distance, yet yeah, gets outstruck. <laughs> so it's, once again, not not a good path to victory for him. And Johns cracks, and he's a better wrestler. So pretty much, we, we said, uh, it needs to be said there. Do you like that line at least, minus 140? I do like that
0: line quite a okay. bit. We'll uh, I, I like that much. one. negative negative 140 i think that's been trending up to like he he got posted pretty close to even on the short notice bit so by the time you're hearing this that might keep moving so so jump on it early if you like especially
1: after now now we're both in on it it's definitely going to move we we move lines around here all right back to the women
0: hashtag hashtag Hashtag
1: moving lines. (laughs) women's flyweights again uh jennifer maya versus marina morose or is it marna marina I, I've, heard, I've heard her <laughs> called Marna in other places though, So I wanted to check Okay, I thought it was Marina That's what I've been calling her Inside jokes are so much fun All right, Jennifer Maya, 19-9-1 Four knockouts, five submissions She's been knocked out once, submitted once Four and five in the UFC She's lost two straight And only won one of her last four She's missed weight twice at flyweight before She was four and two in Invicta and the champion there She's fight at Bantamweight 2009 was her pro MMA debut She's also 3-0 as a pro boxer She's been outstruck over her UFC career by 0.63 strikes per minute, plus 150, the number on her. Marina, Iron Lady, Moroz, uh, the pride of the Ukraine, 11-3, and three, one knockout, six submission, never been finished in a fight, six and three in the UFC. She's won three straight fights, won her last one via submission, used to fight down at strawweight, three inches height, three inches of reach, three years younger than Maya. Uh, more active landing strikes. She's barely outstruck her UFC opponents, but she technically has. It's a 0.06 strikes per minute. Minus 185, the number on Moroz. I will be taking the Iron Lady, Marina Moroz, after I picked against her last fight. And boy, did I regret doing that. Um, yeah, if she can grapple like she did again, I, it was against Maria Agapova, uh, mind you, but if she can grapple and wrestle like that to go along with uh, her striking game, whoa, um, look out. So uh, these are two fighters going in opposite directions. So I will take Moroz, who's on her way up uh, over Maya, who is on her way down.
0: Totally agree, and I would say too Not only, this can be a short analysis Here, because not only do I, do I Agree with you that if she can grapple And put that with her striking, she's really dangerous She's on her way up, but also I'll just say If she can defensively grapple like that Against Jennifer Maia, she's going to have a massive advantage On the feet, so we're just going to see her You know, ripping all the time to the head As much as she wants, and stuffing takedowns it, It'll be a one-sided affair I, And I, I'll i say this, what did, what did you give for a line here?
1: Um, minus Um, 185 for the yeah, that- lady
0: nice line there on her too
1: oh there we go another another uh hint for tomorrow so we shall see um all right main event we almost made it through the episode nothing horrible has happened yet so let's see if that's power through main event flyweights which is always fun charles johnson versus zalgus zuma gulav double z Zako. so his nickname is Z also zalgus Zako Zumagulov. gulav
0: do, do you know do you know you're saying it wrong would, would yep. that help if I told you that?
1: <laughs> really? I'm saying Shako. wrong? It's Shogus
0: Shumagulov.
1: It's what? Shumagulov.
0: Shalgus right? Shumagulov. Yeah. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, it's a CH. So it's Shako. Shalgus yeah, Shako Shok- Shumagulov. It's probably Shako. yeah. Shako wave. Uh, he's 14 to 7. <laughs> Once again, with the jokes. 14 to 7. 7 knockouts, 1 submission. He's been knocked out twice. 1 in 4 in the UFC. He's lost 2 straight fights. Was the FNG champion before this. Uh, fight next. Global. Uh, used to fight up at weight. He's five times more active landing strikes than Johnson, but that's based off of one fight for Johnson. Um, he's been outstruck by his UFC opponents by 0.72 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor, but small sample size again, plus 135. Johnson, inner G. Oh yeah, I remember this nickname. It's horrible. It's inner, <laughs> I-N-N-E-R, and then a G at the end of it. You talked to him about this, too, didn't you? He,
0: he's kind of a... Li- I, I'm not going to say he's a full Galaxy Brain, but he's kind of a little <laughs> Galaxy Brain. This yep. is a big Galaxy Brain card. The it is a is very tri- big... Triple triple Galaxy Brain.
1: Oh, there's a title. Triple Galaxy Brain. All right, we're set. Okay, let me tell you about energy. 11-3, five knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. 0-1 oh, the UFC. He lost his short notice debut to Mohamed Mokayev. Right? I got the right Muhammad this time, right? Correct. Correct. You got it. <laughs> he was the one I was messing up last time. Anywho, imagine me messing things up. Uh, that was his only loss over his last five fights. He was 4-0 and o heading into that. He was the LFA champ. He was a a banner Bantamweight. He's five inches taller than Shumogulov. Four inches of reach on him. Three years younger. Striking stats are in his favor, but we're talking about one fight. He, he exactly hit Mokayev as many times as Mokayev hit him. So his striking differential is... Uh, it's 0.0, 0 uh, minus Uh on Johnson. It's you. Yes, it's you.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take Charles Johnson here. I, I think his wrestling and all around game can just carry him through this one. I will also say, if you're looking for a guy who you want to point out has really good strength of schedule, you know, to get yeah. to the UFC, he knocked out Carlos Moda, knocked him out after going toe to toe with him in the grappling department. His three losses get this are to Mohamed Mokaev, uh, Brandon Roy Vall. And do you know Sean Shorty Rock Santanella?
1: Uh, I know. I know the nickname. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, know, he, I remember Shorty like, Rock.
0: Yeah, he's like one of the, he's like maybe the best flyweight who never got signed to the UFC. Um, you know, his overall record is like 23 and nine, and he's been fighting in like Brave and CFFC, and he's beaten like tons of guys who've made it to the UFC, and he's fought like tons of dudes who've gone to the UFC, like. He's just like a, a legit legend of uh, that area. He's like from Philadelphia or something like that. But anyway, those are Johnson's only three losses. Really good dudes. He also beat Yuma Horuchi, who was on Road to the UFC recently, um, and who I know I've spoken about in his LFA career. So I, I love the strength of schedule for Johnson. I think he's got more ways to win this. I think he could probably take Shumagulov down enough that he should win the fight in that ra- range if he wants to. Um, Shumagulov's only defending about 50% of his takedowns um, got taken down really easily by Amir Albezi. um and, and like, you know, in general, like it's not like Shumagulov has been looking really good on the feed either. You know, Manel cap, Amir Elbezi, on Piva, Jeff Molina all kind of pieced him up when they wanted to. So yeah, g- give me Charles Johnson on this one.
1: Yes. Same with me, Charles Johnson, um, better fighter plus bigger and younger. Um, I, I can, I can never, that's like catnip to me. I can never, uh, hardly ever pass on that. So I'm picking Johnson's, which it pro- it probably would spell the end of Chumagulov. So he would be one in five. Then he would end his UFC career with less wins than he has wives. What do you think of oh, that joke?
0: Jeez. Ouch. He,
1: he has two wives. Everywhere, <laughs> I two know wives you, six you,
0: you, you mentioned <laughs> that last time, but, but oh, less losses yes. than he has children, but less wins than yes. he has. wives.
1: Correct. Both. Both, all right. Um, so there Which
0: we—that's true of us too. We have yes. less wins than we have wives, and less losses than we have wives.
1: Wow. Maybe we're all—we're all, we're all a little Jalgas <laughs> Chaka, Zhumagul, We all have a little Triple Zs inside us, apparently. So, anyhow, uh, he—he's inside enough, apparently. So that—that's enough of this <laughs> talk. This fight—it's done. It's gotten really. R-rated, maybe even X-rated. So let's get out of here. We were getting your ear holes quite dirty. Um, thanks for listening. We had a blast getting this into your ear holes, let me tell you. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, if all goes well, uh, to talk about the main card, Five Fight main card, headlined by a big heavyweight fight. We got a couple heavyweight fights, so it'll be lots of chunky guy talk tomorrow. And uh, tell them, like, like I said, the Discord is the place to be. Uh, a fun hang. Um... Twitter, and MMA. I think Twitter still exists at this point. Gumby runs that account. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. Gumby is at Gumby vreeland You read all our writing at sportsgamblingpodcast.com podcast.com. You can read my MMA writing and enter my free pick'em contest at money mma.substack.com. So subscribe to that. Um and oh Top Turtle. I told you about Top Turtle. Gumby has Brady He He stand and Jack Della Madalena on this week. And it is a good Listen, let me tell you. Um, is thats is that it? Is that enough?
0: I think we got it all.
1: All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I will remain Shorty Rock, Jeff Fox. He will remain, hmm, what should you be? Lil Monster, Daniel Vreeland, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.